Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 330. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Be bold, take risks, and conquer. TV Talk gives you more than just entertaining discussions on your favorite TV shows. Did you know you can also win some TV-centric prizes from their weekly contests? Download the iOS or Google Play app today. HTML, create something special. Wait, no, don't worry about it. Squarespace offers a platform that makes building your website easy and fun. Drag and drop away. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com. Use the offer code IGNITE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Deborah Sweeney. Deborah, are you prepared to ignite? I am prepared to ignite. Yes. Deborah is the CEO of MyCorporation.com, an advocate for business owners and entrepreneurs. Deborah has helped form thousands of businesses for My Corporation's customers. She is a regular contributor to the Huffington Post, Social Media Today, and the Amex Open Forum. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Deborah, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you and then give us an overview of your business. Sure. So I guess I'm a lawyer by trade. I don't guess I actually am a lawyer by trade. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyers never guess. That's right. Um, but I'm, I, a lot of people say I'm a recovering lawyer because I actually own the business um, that I work for. Having a legal background, though, has been a true benefit. Yeah. In that when I went in-house after having uh, my first son, I went in-house to the company that I now own called My Corporation. And ultimately, we were within a year, we were acquired by Intuit. And um, for better or for worse, I was appointed to run the division under Intuit. It was <laughs> my best experience in my life, but one of the most difficult because the reason I went in-house was I had children and I sort of wanted a little bit more flexibility, but I learned so much under the corporate umbrella. And as a lawyer, you don't often get exposed to that type of corporate environment unless you're an in-house counsel. So it was a different experience for me. And then about four years later... In 2008, a lot was going on with the economy, and Intuit was divesting multiple different divisions. And I didn't want to just sit back and watch and see what happened to our division, because certainly um, for a $4 billion company, we were a smaller division. And I thought there was some chance that some changes might happen. So I offered to buy the business out of Intuit. And after about a year of happy negotiations, we ultimately, uh, I purchased the business out of Intuit. And since then, since 2004, Five, sorry, since 2009, have then run the division, um, or run the business as my own business, uh, with with very little, if any, involvement from Intuit. So, sort of became a reverse entrepreneur, uh, and and now own the company that that we're talking about today. I love it. Your journey thus far has been an entrepreneur, then an intrapreneur within Intuit, and then taking the reins back again as an entrepreneur. And we don't need to talk specific numbers. And you did just kind of mention happy negotiation, which was, I'm sure, a little play on words. But Deborah, if you could share, did you buy the company back for more or less than you sold it to Intuit the first time? So the first time I wasn't the original owner, um, two colleagues of mine were the owners. So I um, ran the division under Intuit, but did not or initially sell it. And it was sold for $20 million to Intuit. It's, it's a public um, sale. Yeah. 
the purchase out of Intuit was for less than that. And while I can't disclose how much I purchased it for, I now um, own it outright. I don't owe anything to Intuit. And fortunately, um, yeah, it was less than the original purchase. <laughs> well, good for you, Deborah. And I want to dive way more into my corporation later on in the interview. But before we do, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire interviews off with a bang, with a success quote, getting that motivational ball rolling. So Deborah, take it away. My success quote is rather short. It's work hard, have fun. And I think it's interesting because it's my, I talk a lot about my kids. You'll probably hear a lot about them over the, in the next half hour. But it's so much to do with my business. Um, and on the back of their soccer shirts, because they're on club soccer, it says work hard, have fun. And then beneath that, of course, their numbers. And it's been like a family mantra for us because my husband also went to law school with me. And I think we've always believed in the importance of hard work and establishing that fact with children and your family and having them realize that, yes, I'm a mommy and I hope they see me that way, but I also, I work really, really hard. But I'll tell you right now, the rest of my team is um, uh, right now having a cocktail hour without me. (laughs) And so they're living the have fun part. Uh, And so we try to balance it and really work hard as a team and a family, but also we really focus on having fun. And I think that uh, when you work hard, you're actually given that freedom to have fun. It's my quote. Work hard, have fun. Now, I have to ask you, Deborah, are you East Coast or West Coast? I'm West Coast. Okay, so they're having a cocktail at noon. Let's just be frank right now. It's totally true. I, I wish I could show you pictures. Apps and, apps and wine and beer, and we, for no reason at all. We just thought it'd be a fun summer afternoon here for us. Work hard, have fun. I love it. So Deborah, what we're going to transition to now is a part in your journey that you want to share with us. Because as entrepreneurs, we have ups, we have downs, and we learn from both those successes and failures. And right now, I want to start with a failure, with a challenge or an obstacle that you faced at some point in your journey. So share with Fire Nation that failure, that challenge that you face. And what did you learn from that? I think my biggest challenge was when I was running the division under Intuit and looking to become an entrepreneur. So I suppose it's that startup phase that entrepreneurs have. Mine was a little bit of a different fact pattern than a lot of entrepreneurs might experience, but it's that initial outset when um, you want, you know what you want and you're so uber passionate about it. So in me, it was about buying the division out of Intuit. I knew that I could be or felt that I could be more successful outside of Intuit than I was inside simply because of cost structure. I mean, I had every example in the book on why I thought our our business division would have been more successful as a small business, but convincing the right people, and I guess a lot of people would look at that, entrepreneurs would look at it as convincing investors or that kind of that gap between what you know you want and what you have, and I think that was a huge uh, a year of, of obstacles and challenges for me when I didn't sleep at night and every morning I woke up and jotted down all these ideas on how I was going to message this and how I was going to convey what I thought we could be and yet balance that component of not selling, like for example, to Intuit, that something was going so drastically wrong because what if they didn't want to sell it to me or they wanted to keep it within inside Intuit and then I was selling myself short as the business leader of this division Um, and I didn't want them to think that I didn't believe in the business as a whole, but that I thought that there were um, obstacles with, within Intuit that were prohibiting us from kind of reaching our fullest potential. I think that was my single biggest challenge because identifying when to push and when to pull and when to stay quiet, when to let them think, when to engage, it, it was a constant day in and day out debate for me. And I think that I, I learned from it so much that because I really learned that 
sometimes you have to sit back and be patient and take a deep breath and let things happen. And I don't mean throw your hands up and let them happen, but do what you think needs to be done and then let go. And I think that I worked so super hard because it's not in my nature to let go. It's in my nature to push and push and push. And maybe that's the legal part of me or maybe that's what made me become a lawyer originally um, is I want to get to success. I want to see the conclusion. But sometimes conclusions take longer than you might expect. And so I think whether you're a brand new entrepreneur that's starting a new business or you're an entrepreneur that's looking for financial capital or you're like me, an entrepreneur who was taking a business out of a larger division, it, it's some, you have to really push to the point where you know you've done everything you can and then step back a little because I felt like if I had kept pushing with Intuit, they would have thought something's not right here, something's off, why the you know aggressiveness? Instead, you step back. And, and frankly, today I get a ton of people seeking to invest in our business because we've been so successful outside of Intuit. And when I seem too needy or too interested, then it seems to go the other direction. So I give information, I open, I open kind of the doors, but I don't always push. And sometimes when you let go, you realize that things come to you. So I think that was a huge obstacle I had, but I really learned about the, the true benefit of being patient at times and, and not pushing so hard that you close the door. So I think that might be the legal side of you, Deborah, but I also think that's the entrepreneurial side of you because as entrepreneurs, we take action and we are just told to take action. And if we're not taking action, then that means we're sliding backwards because only by taking action can we fail and only by failing and making mistakes can we grow as individuals and as entrepreneurs in general. And I think that is a great takeaway that you share with us, Deborah, where sometimes you need to step back and kind of let the dust settle. I mean, you were out there stirring things up and this big dust storm came up and you could have kept pushing through it and maybe you never would have been able to see through that cloud, but you let the dust settle, things played out right into your hands and you moved forward. So sum it up in just one sentence, Deborah. What's one takeaway that you could share with Fire Nation from that entire experience? I say this all the time, take a deep breath because I think in life, whether it's your business or in your family, people react quickly. And I always say to my team on the floor when there's a rough customer, to my family, to business um, colleagues, just stop and take a deep breath. And then it gives you perspective. And I think that's so important in business. So Deborah, let's continue forward in your journey right now because you already shared a major challenge and a lesson learned from overcoming that obstacle. Let's move into an aha moment that you had, a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey where you said, wow, this resonates with me, with Deborah, with my authentic self. And Deborah, how'd you take that light bulb moment, that aha, and turn it into success? I get asked all the time because our biggest competitor is a very well-known business called LegalZoom. And they are constantly focused on marketing and pushing and aggressive in their advertising um, approach. And also about the next customer, always looking for the next customer. And I think my aha moment was when I really focused on how we as a business are different from the next online incorporator or LegalZoom, who's our, our primary competitor. And it was that customers really matter and that the long-term value of a customer is so much greater than the next customer in the door, especially when you talk about a business like ours. And so I think my aha moment was when I took my deep breath and realized <laughs> that uh, I cannot 
I do not want to compete for the next customer at any cost. I need to be profitable and the way to be profitable, because again, I'm not under Intuit where they're okay to lose $10 million a year. For me as an individual owning this business, that's not an okay position for me to be in. And um, I'm not looking for investment capital at the time. I'm, I'm really just focused on slow and steady growth and developing relationships with the customers. So my aha moment was when I thought, I am not going to spend $4 million this year on paid search online to make three. I am going to develop relationships with customers. And I think it's formed the basis of our entire company and who we are. And that is, we are not just incorporating someone and moving them out the back door. We're actually helping them um, create a business that has ongoing requirements, annual reports, registered agent services, all the things that a business needs to do. And the customers think of us and we are there for them. So it's really about developing that within my sales team, my customer service team, and having them have their own sort of aha moments that the company has grown exponentially the more we thought about a customer as being a long-term viable uh, business partner. And that's made us uh, more successful because we've grown our customer base and our renewal rate from 20-some percent to 72 percent are renewing every single year with us. And that's where a lot of our revenue and growth has come from. So I think it's about realizing, A, how do you differentiate, but that's sort of cliche in, in business, but how do you really make yourself different and do you believe in it and can you get your team on that, on that same bus? So one thing that we talk about quite often on Entrepreneur on Fire is the avatar, is really drilling down who your perfect target customer is, who that audience is that you're trying to speak to as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And for me, that was the first thing that I did. I really focused on giving my avatar attributes. And whenever I was creating Entrepreneur on Fire shows or the website, I was really trying to speak to that avatar, to that target market that I was trying to reach. So Deborah, who's your perfect customer? Our perfect customer is someone who is really about a year into their business. And not always, a lot of customers are really brand new to the world, but they are forming a partnership or generating a relationship with a third party, whether it's an investor or a partner, and they're looking to incorporate and protect their assets. And they are cautious, but really focused on growth and uh, change. And so our, our, what we're looking for is a customer who want, you know, cautious enough to want to incorporate and form an LLC because that's a legal thing that most people think is just beyond what they can do and they don't have to worry about it. And a lot of entrepreneurs forget about it until they have someone that tells them they need it or they have a risk or issue. But it's also they're in a growth mode so that they know that this is a, a, something that they need and then they continue to grow so that they stay with us throughout the life cycle of their business. Listeners, you just see how Deborah really has such a clear grasp and a clear understanding of who a great target market person for her is, who's that great customer for her, because then she can reach out into the world and really focus her efforts. So she's not spending that $5 million to make three, she's spending $3 million to make five, because she is able to really drill down to where she's going and to where she's focused at. So great takeaway, Deborah. And this next question, I love asking it, because every single guest responds differently. Have you had an I've made it moment? Uh, no. I honestly... Every day, okay, every day I feel so grateful and I do, nothing is lost on me in terms of the business, the novelty of us buying a, a business out of a publicly traded company, of 
my trajectory in life and my family. Nothing is lost. I do not miss feeling. I, I feel grateful every day and not to sound sappy, but that's true. But I don't ever get the sense that, gosh, I'm there. I'm done or I've made it. Um, I guess in, in, to the extent that I've made it moment means I've got I'm at my pinnacle. I've reached it. Um, I feel like I, I don't know that I'll ever feel that way. I always feel like there's something more. There's some there's another day. There's something that my mom once told me when I was debating the business acquisition or the divestiture from Intuit. And she said this or something better. And I it always goes with me everywhere I go because I always think this is awesome. But my mom always goes, or something better. Like you don't have to worry about something being worse or going the other way. So every day I'm so so happy. I'm not one of those people who lives thinking I've never I've never made it or things st- stink or something along those lines. But I do feel like, gosh, I'm I I still have so much more, and I feel like this business has so much more. It's funny when investors call. I always say, I'm sort of hesitant to discuss selling uh, the business now because I feel like. There's so much more we can do to continue to improve, and it still excites me, and I still love coming to work every morning. So I think while I feel like, boy, getting this division out of Intuit and maintaining success afterwards was a really big win for me, I still feel like there's so much more to go. So one thing that we love talking about, Deborah, is the journey, the entrepreneurial journey. And of course, you've had your ups and your downs. And we really want to kind of hear your philosophy on the entrepreneurial journey in general. I think overall, my philosophy is really being super positive and focused on your goals. And the other component to that is tracking your number. So one is a very vague, have a good attitude, treat people right. I have this cycle of I'm thinking about my business. I, I feel like I treat my team right here. There's about 45 of us. And every day I listen to what they want and I try to respond and we try to make a great team environment and we treat each other with respect. And I believe that that, that then flows to my customers because I feel like a great sales team and a great customer service team, when they feel good about being here at the office, then they show that to our customers and our customers keep coming back and get that same feeling. And I think that then that flows back into more customers and more good feelings. And I feel like it's a great cycle of business. So I feel that overall, it's about treating your people right and doing the right thing in business and having the right approach. And and interestingly, I think sometimes not playing that hardball business line approach has served me well. Even with Intuit, I think a lot of the reason they sold the business to me was because they thought I was an honest, um, responsible person who cared about my team and my customers. And, and, and as much as that doesn't seem very businessy, that was what made the difference for me. And I think that's what served me well in business. Uh, and we always try to do right by our customers. And it is not a cliche. We really live and breathe it. But then juxtapose that to I think it's so critically important as a business person not to just be kind and be an incredible person in customer service and great to your team members, but also to pay attention to the numbers because you can be being wonderful all you want, but if your business is not thriving, then you're going to have a difficult time making payroll and paying your uh, vendors and be, being an ongoing viable product or service. And so I really try to be hyper-focused on both of those concurrently. And I guess that's where my business strategy has been focused is treat people right do the right thing, keep looking forward, but pay attention to the numbers and don't be so naive on a day-to-day basis uh, because it's important that you're strategic about where you're spending your money and how you're spending it. 
I mean Fire Nation, those are just all great insights. I really hope that you're taking these to heart and seeing what it sounds like and what it looks like to run a successful business at a very high level. And Deborah, on that note, I want to bring this to the current times right now, to present day. Share with Fire Nation one thing that you're just really excited about with my corporation right now. We are super excited about our ongoing development of, of renewal services. And I know that sounds probably pretty boring to be excited about. Oh, I'm sorry. I just passed out. What'd you say? No. I- <laughs> <laughs> Because we've generated um, services and products that are, so it it serves our customers to be there for them when they need to file their annual filings and to store their documents. But our biggest product that we just launched was, we call it MyCorp Vault, which we, uh, we listen to our customers in terms of where their problems are. And it tends to be that they get to the bank and they don't have their corporate documents or they go take on a partner and they don't have their filings. And as boring as it sounds, having a place to go where they can access those documents and uh, really have it at, at their fingertips has been a win-win because it keeps the customers coming back to us over and over, but it also gives us a place where the customers can store their documents and not have to wait three months for the California Secretary of State to send them their new updated filings. And so I think that for us, it's been a really exciting launch, product launch, which is the this thing we call MyCorp Vault. And it's a place where where our entrepreneurs and business owners can store their business documents and make sure that they have access to them every day. And maybe it's not just about the launch of the product per se, but it's about our development team and the strategy and the behind the scenes pieces that it took as a business owner and a team to build this and put it to market that's made it a really exciting thing for our business. Well, Deborah, it's just obvious to me that you are building something really special over there. I can definitely see why you have the hesitancy to talk to potential investors because this is something that you can really be growing into something incredibly successful. And one thing that I do bring up every now and then on Entrepreneur on Fire is that both success and happiness is the gradual realization of a worthy ideal. And that's exactly what you're doing right now, Deborah. You are gradually realizing an incredibly worthy ideal. And if you take that away, then you're going to kind of be floundering for a little bit as you search for that next thing that's going to be a worthy ideal. So definitely some things to think about and definitely some food for thought for Fire Nation. And speaking of food, let's thank our sponsors. Life can get a little busy, especially for those of you who are working a nine to five job in addition to trying to get your own business started. You love to watch TV, but when can you find the time? Enter TV Talk. With the simple tap of a button, you can fire up your smartphone or tablet TV Talk app and start listening to discussions about your favorite shows. TV Talk has all kinds of great features too, like the talkback button, which you can use to record your comments on your favorite shows. Also, Talkback Share, which allows you to share your talkback clips with your Facebook friends and Twitter followers. During the 20 minute episode, you'll hear straight from some of your favorite reality series contestants. That's right. TV Talk has recruited past house guests to host the Big Brother show and the former contestants for Survivor, The Amazing Race, and The Biggest Loser. TV Talk is available in the iOS App Store and for Android devices on Google Play or at tvtalk.com. Hmm. Square or circle? Square. Definitely square. Oh, Hey, Fire Nation, I was just talking to a friend of mine about Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that offers you the best website features for one low monthly price. My friend thought it sounded cool, but asked, what exactly does all-in-one mean? 
Well, with Squarespace, you're getting a platform that includes features like hosting, SEO, and even peace of mind and knowing your site will automatically look great on any device through responsive design. So when it comes to a mobile-ready site, you're already set. Squarespace is also incredibly easy to use thanks to their drag-and-drop technology. And packages are super affordable, as low as $8 a month. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. Sign up for a free trial and get 10% off when you go to squarespace.com and use the offer code IGNITE. And this is a great segue to my favorite part of the show, Deborah, the lightning rounds. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I had a comfortable job. I, you know, being a lawyer, having that great income and the backing of a firm and, and the, that kind of easy piece of I knew what I was doing and, and it didn't take a lot of risk made it difficult for me to leave and become an entrepreneur. What is the best advice you've ever received? Do not give away a portion of your business unless you're going to be better off in the end. I think that too many entrepreneurs give away a good amount of their business or percentage of their business to the, the first investor that comes at their door and it doesn't ultimately end up serving them well. What is one specific action that listeners can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams? Visualize what you want, get laser focused on it, and then take every step to get there, step by step. It's not always one big step, but little steps to focus on that area. And I think you have to really be laser focused on where you want to be. Laser focus. Deborah, do you know what my favorite acronym in the world is? No. Focus. Follow oh. one course until success. Ah. Focus. We are on the same page. You are at liberty to use that at will. Okay. Deborah, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Okay, this is not, it's not really an internet resource, but I must be honest that I find that entrepreneurs sometimes need a little bit of an outlet and me maybe being in the legal business, I focus so much on research and this is so silly that I'm going to say this, but my outlet is Facebook <laughs> <laughs> because I spend a little time doing something a little bit different and not so hyper-focused on my business. And for 20 minutes a day, it takes me to la la land. And I find that that actually works for me as an entrepreneur. So obviously it doesn't have to be that particular site or even Yahoo, the homepage where they give you all sorts of silly facts about silly people doing nothing important. Those to me sometimes are a really big alleviator from the day-to-day -day focus on your numbers and your team and meetings, I find it to just be a nice reprieve. You got to have that reprieve. You got to step back and push that refresh button every now and then. For me, it's Bachelor and the Bachelorette and Bachelor okay. Pad. I'm not afraid to admit it. And I mean, Facebook is a wonderful outlet. I mean, we run FireNationElite.com, my membership mastermind for Entrepreneur on Fire, in a private Facebook group. And it is so fun to go in there and just see the interactions and the conversations and the resources, but also just the fun little videos that we're posting and quotes in there. I mean, it's a community of people that are just kind of going in there, A, they're taking a break, B, they're interacting with other inspiring entrepreneurs, C, they're getting some great valuable feedback, D, they're giving great valuable feedback. So you need to just take a step back and hit that reprieve button sometimes because it's not all about the pedal to the metal 24-7. Agreed. So Deborah, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? 
I really like Howard Schultz's Onward. I feel like it's sort of a good example of kind of re-grasping and taking another look at a business that you may always be super familiar with. And, and maybe it's not exactly as it relates to a huge multi-billion dollar um, endeavor, but really as it relates to your own small business or, or middle, medium-sized business, but about taking a step back and making adjustments where they need to be made and being courageous to make those changes and also integrating the feedback of valued um, colleagues who have expertise in areas and people will always tell you things and I think you have to have a good filter and you have to keep your laser focus, but you also have to be open to areas where you can improve. And I think this, it's a good book that kind of sends that message or sent it to me. Well, Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. Deborah, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I think I would start by meeting people and networking. And I'm not the best networker. I, I'm more, I feel like in general, I'm more of an individual contributor. So the part of me that would like to just sit behind that laptop and research and see what's going on in the world would be amusing. But I feel like in order for me to become a part of this brand new world, I would want to build relationships. And I feel like relationships are what can make you uh, successful, both both personally and professionally. And so I feel like finding the right people, um, networking and connecting and building those relationships would be how I'd spend my seven days. Well, Deborah, I have really enjoyed hearing your journey. I mean, joining into it and then buying them out for my corporation and then what you're doing now that you're so passionate about and all these things you have on the horizon, truly inspiring. So thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation and give us one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can connect with you and your business and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. I think my parting piece of guidance is be passionate and go back to my original uh, quote, which is work hard and have fun. I believe that when you love what you do, it just shows. It shows to your employees, your customers, and and it really makes for a great success story. Uh, to get in touch with me, my email, uh, feel free to email me, dsweeney, D-S-W-E-E-N-E-Y, at mycorporation.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from anybody. Well, Deborah, Fire Nation is well aware that they can find the links to everything that we've talked about, your contact information at eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab. You'll be hanging out in the archives. You also have your own show notes page, eofire.com slash Deborah Sweeney. Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience, Deborah. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Don't let your lack of knowledge hold you back any longer. The time to create, grow, and monetize your podcast is now. There is a huge audience out there waiting to hear your voice, and the only resource you'll ever need is podcastersparadise.com. An ever-growing library of video tutorials, interaction with the community of podcasters to exchange ideas, strategies, and reviews, access to private webinars with today's top experts, all at podcastersparadise.com. Come check us out today. Fire Nation, 
Every now and then we get one of those emails that really makes us lean back and realize why we do what we do. And I got one of those emails pretty recently. It was from a guy who I now consider a friend, Michael D. Haynes. He sent me a a video email and it really blew me away, I do have to say. At first, I didn't really know what to make of it. And then as his story unfolded, I was touched and I knew I had to reach out to this guy. So I did. I really was impacted by his journey. I was touched and I really resonated with it. I wanted to share this with you because Entrepreneur on Fire really is about inspiring millions. That's our goal. And one of those millions is Michael D. Haynes. And I am so utterly proud of that fact that it really inspires me to continue working incredibly hard to do what I do day in and day out. So I do want to share this with Fire Nation here at the end. This is a message from Michael D. Haynes of michaeldhaynes.com, my life with cerebral palsy. Now, Fire Nation, if you want to check out more about Michael and you want to go to his website, I'm going to post it on today's show notes page. So just go to this episode's show notes page and Michael's link will be there. And I'm going to read to you right now what he says in the audio clip that he sent to me. And then I'm going to play the audio clip. And I really hope it makes you sit back and be proud of why you do what you do. I am a recent convert to the entrepreneur on fire. It has only been a few weeks, but the podcast has been a real boom to me. John has so many thought-provoking questions of his wide and varied guests. His interviewing techniques are second to none. I find myself being totally inspired by John's commitment to the entrepreneur lifestyle. Thanks, John, for everything you have done and for what you will do in the future. Guys, that was Michael Haynes, and here comes his audio. I am a recent convert to the entrepreneurial blind. It's only been a few weeks, but the podcast has been a re- real boom to me. John has so many thought-provoking questions of his wide and very wide ranging get his interviewing techniques are second to none. I find myself being totally inspired by John's commitment to the entrepreneur's lifestyle. Thank you, John, for everything you have done and what you continue to do in the future. Please visit my website, michaeldhaines.com. Fire Nation, that was michaeldhaines.com, a true entrepreneur. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 